my best advice to anyone who goes into like maybe shooting their first celebrity your one job is to just be cool mm -hmm. you know keep your cool smile say what's up and and just do your job like what you're good at just focus on like yeah what you're good at like forget like you know they're a celebrity because they're human too at the end of the day welcome to the golden hour podcast i'm your host dave mays and today we speak with it's just l l has taken pictures for kanye west drew barrymore canelo alvarez he designed the straight out of compton movie poster yes the movie poster that you've seen a million times he's done billboards for the walking dead he's currently working for an amazing dj named z trip and i talked to him about all these different things on this episode i think if you're somebody who's an aspiring portrait photographer who may want to get into celebrity portraiture or even graphic design for movies and tv this episode is going to really speak true to you i found it really entertaining talking to l about his interactions with celebrities. I was also really curious about how he designed the logo for the Straight Outta Compton movie. And we talk about a whole bunch of other things with his career. And I think any visual artist is gonna be entertained by this episode with L. So without any further ado, let's get into my conversation with It's Just L. So I hear that kind of one of the first commercial projects that you did was taking pictures of Kanye West. Yeah. So tell me about that. <laughs> Just tell me the whole story beginning to end, like um, how that happened and what that whole journey of doing a, a photo shoot with Kanye West was like. Yeah. And what um, year was that, by the way? That was 2000, 2000 actually. Okay. So, so what album was, was out at that time? It was College Dropout. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's wearing the polos and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like polos and uh, Louis Vuitton backpacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I was going to school at the time. Uh, I was in college, um, trying to... What college? It was Palomar College, a city college in my area. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was like in the beginning of my photography stage. I was probably like in my second semester. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time I was working at a hip hop shop. And uh, it was during the time of like Echo was around Mecca uh fat farm fubu like all that stuff like that's starting to come back again yeah but um anyway i worked at the shop then i would always go to trade shows um the trade shows were either asr which was action sports retail so it's either like hip-hop brands or skate surf mm -hmm. and uh magic was a big one magic was a big like fashion retail mm -hmm. um but yeah so i would go to these trade shows and that was when I was introduced to LRG. So LRG is a company that's actually from out here in uh, Orange County. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, or Santa Ana. Um, so I ran into them at LRG or at their booth. Kanye. And I was like, no, not Kanye. Like, LRG. just like the brand itself. Gotcha. Because I shot Kanye for LRG. Okay. So that's where that kind of leads into. So it was like going to meet LRG. And it was looking at the clothes and being like, whoa, this is awesome. It's different. I love it. Mm -hmm. And then the owner kind of gearing towards me, kind of like taking me in as a, like a little brother. And uh, he would send me free stuff. And then fast forward, it was like, hey, like I send you all this stuff, all these, all these clothes. And I don't really know much about you. Like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to school for photo. And he was like, really? Like, actually, we're looking for a photographer. Nice. Would you be willing to shoot for us? Like, let me check out your stuff. And I was like, yeah, definitely. 
And so this is still during the time of like film, like mm-hmm. when you're shooting for magazines, we're shooting with medium format cameras, right? Yeah. And uh, at that time, I was only shooting 35 mil. Mm. I didn't touch a medium format, none mm-hmm. of that. Um, but he did ask me, he was like, do you know how to use a medium format camera? Do you know how to do studio lighting? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, I just said yes to everything. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, Could learn later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe that was just like the confidence that I had in myself. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just figure it out later. And plus, like, I figured by the time he would call me for a shoot, it would be like some time out, you know, a couple months, and then I'd figure it all out. Uh, next thing you know, two weeks later, he hits me up and he's like, hey, we're going to do this shoot. Um, you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. So I go in uh, a couple days later or earlier before the shoot to prep and he's like, all right, you're going to shoot Kanye West. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was terrifying at first. Um, mainly because I was trying to figure out how to use a medium format camera. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't so much that, Hey, I'm shooting Kanye. It was um, more of you're on a professional shoot and you've never used this camera before. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And what there, camera was it? Was it a Pentax or no? Hasselblad? It was, <laughs> it was a, a Mamiya. Okay. RB67. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, basically just went to my school, went to my teacher. I said, "Hey, like, I need to learn how to use this camera." Um, basically, slept with it and was just like trying to roll film. Like, covered mm-hmm. my hands, did it blind. So when I went into go you know, do the shoot. I didn't look like a jerk or just didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know, dropping like film rolls and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, and your teacher helped you out. Yeah. He helped me out. He was like, yeah, he's like, this is what you do. I didn't really tell him like what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, you know, you do this. And then like he drew on this little piece of paper. He's like, all right, set up two lights, one light here, one light here. This is how you pop Polaroids. Cause those are how we did test shots. Mm. And it was just like... So wait, what? You put a Polaroid back on the, on the yeah. camera? So, so you, you can take do a test. Polaroid back, test the lights, and then you just keep popping Polaroids. And he was just like, keep popping Polaroids until that exposure comes out. And once it comes out, don't touch anything. <laughs> and I was like, all right, perfect. But yeah, I must have popped like, I don't know, 30 Polaroids until something wow. came out. That's cool. I never heard that, actually. I've, I come from a video background, so I don't talk to many uh photographers from that era especially a lot of people we've come in that have come in are digital so hearing the fact that you were using polaroids you know in the place of knocking off a bunch of digital shots yeah which is crazy because it it's like you know films come back right yeah um to where for me it's like it's great i i'm definitely one of those people that feel like you know it's it's hard to emulate like film like the way it looks it's it's beautiful but it's also expensive. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I go into a shoot and I can, you know, take all these shots, go to my computer, download them, and be I know. good. And then Instead, format the card and yeah. use the same card again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, but the thing is with film, it's like, you know, I did come probably, f- I was like the last generation yeah. of, of kids that I mean, were it was like 2000s, using so film. Digital already sort of was there. It was just really early yeah. stages. Because I mean, a year later, I was like, I think my first digital camera was like a 10D. Yeah, yeah. That was Um, one of the first Canons. But, uh, yeah, it was... I always say that, like, you know, 
if you really want to learn the technical aspect and really figure out like how good you are, mm-hmm. shoot film. Yeah. You know, because I go into shoots and I try to um, get as like many great shots in like a less amount mm. of just like, you know, trying to shoot a hundred photos and hoping you get one good one. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I shoot 25 and get half of that. That's nice. You know, and that comes from film. You know, you only have like 10 shots or 36 or 24 yeah. shots, like depending on what mm-hmm. film you use. So at some point it kind of trains you to, yeah. to really be. I've heard of professors taking gaff tape and taping the back of the screens off of oh, yeah. modern DSLRs. No, I do that with my students. Yeah. Um, when I take in new students, I do the same thing. Yeah. I cover all their like um, LCD screens. Yeah. And then I give them all cards. Like, here, take this card. You can only shoot 24 shots. Nice. And then they're like, what? And then they freak out. They're like... It's like a one gigabyte card or something really yeah. small? Well, no, I just say, just take 24 and give it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you're going to really restrict <laughs> them to it? Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, it, it's just crazy how they, they freak out. Because it's like, you know, they take a picture and it's like mm-hmm. they're looking at nothing. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do we do? Yeah. Just keep going. Like... Well, with a mirrorless yeah. camera, you can sort of chimp by looking at the EVF because when you look through the EVF of the camera, you're seeing what the image is going to look like. Cause it's, right. You know, so you don't really have to look at the screen anymore right. with that. But tell me about Kanye himself. Like, what was it like working with him? Was he kind of just quiet or was he cool? Kanye at the time, so he was he was cool. Um, it was early, was, early. Yeah, so. he was a little quiet. Um, but it was, it had to be like a, a month or so like right after his accident he had mm. that really big accident so with his mouth yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I had to shoot him like it like one side because no his cheek was still swollen yeah it was swollen for a long time right um yeah and but he was he was super cool he was just like you know regular dude and like yeah you know he just jumped on the like rockefeller and i remember like he let us like all wear his chain like he had like the rockefeller logo chain so we'd all take and take pictures ourselves with it nice um, so he's cool. That's yeah, awesome. he was like he was super cool. Yeah, like, I have nothing bad to say. About yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so thanks for telling that story. That was fun. Yeah. Um, here's a, here's a couple heavy hitters from your portfolio. I'm just gonna list them off. Uh, you've taken pictures for Drew Barrymore, for Canelo Alvarez. Uh, you designed the straight out of Compton movie poster. Um, done photos for The Walking Dead, and you're currently working with Z Trip, the DJ. Yeah. Um, so what what's your mindset when you're working with these kind of high caliber artists and clients? What's how do you go into something like that? Is the same as any other thing, or um, is there? You a... just it just I think like in time you kind of learn um, on how to like care yourself. Mm-hmm. I always say um, like my best advice to anyone who goes into like maybe shooting their first celebrity or whatever it is, or going into their first gig or maybe meeting someone is to like, your one job is to just be cool, Mm -hmm. you know, keep your cool smile, say what's up and, and just do your job. Like what you're good at, just focus on like what you're good at. Like forget like, you know, they're a celebrity because they're human too. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the times that I've shot these celebrities or you know whatever it is it's like at the end of the day like we have conversations and then it's like you kind of just forget like as soon as like you say their name or they say your name back like all that weight kind of just goes Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it it also depends on like who the celebrity is. Sure, and that even non celebrities can be jerks too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's like if you really think about it, just focus on like yeah. your work. You know what I mean? Because that's like the most important part. Do yeah. you have a team of people that you work with? Will you do um, shoots that you work with often, or not really a team? Um, but I do like have different people that I can go to depending mm -hmm. on like what type of shoot it is. Like if I need assistance or whatever, like I have my go-tos. Like a gaffer or something. Right. right. Um, but not necessarily like, okay, this is my team every time I go do a shoot. Yeah. Cause a lot of the times they're very intimate and personal. So yeah. like I don't try to have like too many people there, especially when I'm like my lighting setup isn't crazy or anything. So I, uh, I know a photographer named Jeremy Cowart. Have you ever heard of him? No. He's from Nashville. Um, he's a celebrity portrait okay. photographer. Um, and he just out of luck, very similar to your story, took a picture of Sting from police. And uh, he was just at some concert and he was backstage and he walked in. He said, hey, can I take a picture of you? And he said, sure. And it was this beautiful composition and that started his whole career. So was that shoot with Kanye West when you were young kind of the the golden ticket that you had to kind of move into doing that style of photography oh, for your whole career? Yeah, for sure. Um, because it was like... You were so young, too. Yeah, and it was me trying to figure out, like, okay, like, what is, what is my thing, mm -hmm. right? Because when you get in the photo, it's like you shoot everything. You know, you're shooting landscapes. You're shooting anything that you can, like, wherever you go or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, like, when I did Kanye, it was like, okay, maybe I can go the commercial route. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, how do I get better at doing this? I never really thought about, like, oh, how much money can I make? Yeah. Um, it was kind of just like, okay, how can I get better at this? And then, like, the money just showed up. And it was like, okay, how can I manage this to where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, like, I continue to do this as a career. Um, Kanye was like... I mean, to this day, like, I can go and, like, tell people, like, oh, yeah, I've, you know, I've done this, this, and this, and this. And as soon as I say Kanye, it's like, dude, it's amazing. <laughs> like, no matter, like, okay, like, it was college dropout. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, like, a totally different And person. you were in college. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you never used a medium yeah. format. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, ironically, I ended up dropping out of college to continue that. Yeah, so you career. were a college dropout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my teacher actually told me to drop out yeah. um same for me too actually i had a teacher once who i was complaining about an exam that he gave me and he's like dave what do you want to do i was like i just want to make films and like i was a magician at the time i was like i want to tour and do magic he's like okay drop out do it and that was the first time an adult told me yeah like you can drop out my parents always told me i had to go to school so yeah. as soon as another adult told me it was like a realization was that what happened for you? Yeah, it was uh, It was because, for me, it was like, there wasn't too many things I was really good at. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... It, I'm sure you're good you at know, some things. <laughs> I mean, I you know, like, I skated a bunch. Yeah. Um, but it was like, okay, like, I can't do tray flips anymore. Or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I played soccer, but... You know, I was never going to be a professional soccer player. I wasn't going to be Messi or, or Ronaldo, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but f when photo fell into my lap, it was like this constant, like, 
you hey, love like it. you're you're really good at this and then i was like really you know maybe yeah. i am like i'm <laughs> you know i'm getting a lot of positive feedback here yeah yeah and uh when i think it was when like my teachers started to really believe in my work they saw something because it was always just like hey uh i know you're doing this assignment but here try this and then i'd be like you know, instead of the assignment yeah and, <laughs> you know i think about it that's now, a good and teacher I was like Wow, like they were just giving me personal assignments just to see like how far I'd push it or like where I would take it. You stayed in touch with that guy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, no, he's the best. Like staholic, like yeah, hard to say his name, but <laughs> um, definitely a teacher that was like, "Hey, you know, you're really good at this. I know how passionate you are." Because I sat there and I was like, "Dude, like, once once I shot Kanye, because I shot Kanye and then I shot." A bunch of professional skaters after that i was like dude like tell me what i need to do next like what classes do i need to take and he was like dude like you know what like you're learning so fast yeah that like on the job yeah and he's like if i tell you to take you know these certain classes or whatever it is he's like i'm afraid that like since you're so far ahead that you're gonna lose interest and you're not gonna want to do it yeah. he's like so your best bet is to just take your portfolio and just start shopping it yeah. and see what happens. And if you need anything, if you need any help with anything, like you can always come back and just ask. Yeah. And I was like, well, what an all awesome right, cool. teacher. Like, so, but yeah, it was that support and, and a lot of like, Hey, like you're really good yeah. at this. Like, that's you know, awesome. Take it. Somewhere. It means a lot when somebody who's ahead of you, or in his case, he had, you know, more experience cause he is just older. Like when you hear that from somebody that you really look up to, it just, it means so much. I remember for me, I had, um, you know, my parents and people around me, my friends saying a lot of the same things, like you shouldn't go to school, you should do this or that. But it wasn't until somebody who was, that I looked up to, who was a mentor in my life that said it, that's when it clicked, you know, and that, you know, I think if you're, if you're helping somebody else, it's always just really good to, to encourage those people that you find and that you teach. Do you, do you do that with people you say you you teach people? Yeah, I uh, I have like a little mentor like mentorship program. That's awesome. With uh, high school students that like want to get into photo or maybe like want to see like m- if it's something that they want to do. Yeah. Um. So I kind of like give them a little bit of direction because like even though I did have help like mm-hmm. from my teachers, it was more so like, hey, if you need it, like you know where to come. Yeah. I'll help you out. Uh, with me, it was more like. Hey, like I can give you a direction which way to go because for me, when I tried to do it as a career, it was hard to figure out. Yeah. Because I was like, what do I do? Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how do you make it, money? Yeah. Yeah. To survive. Like, I just want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as I can like pay rent and like you know. Well, have let's talk some about top that. Ramen, like, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that. So you drop out of college and you have this great portfolio already straight out of college. How old are you? I was. 18, 19, 20. Yeah. yeah. So you're 19 years old. You've got a great portfolio with Kanye West attached to it. Um, but you got to make money to pay for food, you know, and it doesn't have to be a ton of money. Like you said, you're not like driven by money, but you do have to make a living. How did you figure it out? What, how did you start shopping it? Did it work? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Um, I would go to different agencies and like, say like, you know, Hey, like, can I be your photographer? Um, I went to like modeling agencies uh, to see if I could be an in-house person, you know, for mm-hmm. 
Um, but it was a lot of like figuring out. It helped in a way to where like, okay, like maybe I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, at least like this part of it. Because when I was doing like the modeling stuff, a lot of like the inside of it was like, I felt like it wasn't me and they weren't telling the truth to these models. Are you talking about so like a model shoot for a magazine or like a makeup or a no like models for agencies okay um so like headshots and yeah headshots and like them trying to get themselves out there and gotcha get their you know get their exposure okay so you're working for an agency who represented these actors and models exactly gotcha so yeah and it's It's kind of a scammy company no definitely and i think about it now it's like you know agencies don't really work like that yeah (laughs) Um, but it, it's all trial and error, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I even shot like, you know, wedding gigs, mm-hmm. you know, um, it wasn't something I wanted to do, but it did generate money. And then any money that I made, I invested in myself. Mm-hmm. So I knew like if I got a more expensive camera or, you know, more, uh, gear, I could like value myself higher. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a threshold of that though too, right? Like you don't have to go, you don't have to go buy a thirty thousand dollar Hasselblad. No, you don't. You know, but if you're the thirty thousand dollar Hasselblad guy <laughs> that can shoot great photos, yeah, you can be the twenty, you know, twenty five hundred dollar, yeah, you know, three hour shoot guy. Yeah, that's true. Because um, a lot of people look at gear. I mean, that's that's. Yeah, where we live, you know, especially now, like even though like the gear's gotten smaller with Sony's and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's weird because people who try to or who want to hire me uh, for video, let's say, and it's like, oh, what camera do you use? Like, does it matter? <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. like if I can produce what you want, does it matter yeah. what gear do I have? But with social media and like everything, like being so like accessible, mm-hmm. like people know brands. It's like, oh, so do you use Sony? is uh we're doing a low light event are you using sony like <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. it's the same thing with like when people say yeah oh yeah just uh photoshop my face yeah you know what i mean it's like what do you know about photoshop yeah <laughs> it's so true man so ha- tell me like how do you at your age 19 20 years old back then like how did you figure out how to make money then you were doing the weddings you were doing the agency stuff and you've like I don't know. I guess really the question is, how did you transition from the scammy agency, the weddings, to now doing full time? Well, uh, it was the it was the same thing as like like I said, it's like trial and error. And then like even though I was shoot like shooting like like little like uh, events or like things, yeah, I would assist other photographers, like professional photographers, and then talk to nice. them and then see like, hey, like how do you how do you do this for a living you know like mm-hmm. how do you constantly get work and I get love paid that. and um it was building a relationship with them and then when they couldn't do a shoot then i would get the shoot nice you know and a lot of like even though i was i had two agencies at one point or two agents at one point um it was like a lot of the work that i get is still like word of mouth mm-hmm. you know even with like z trip it's like you know, I didn't get it through an like through an agent. Um, he didn't go through an agency. He met somebody at an event mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, I live in this area. Do you know anybody local?" And that person was like, "Actually, I do." 
yeah. here's this guy, check out his work. And then it was like, let's talk. But I think um, to like generate money, mm -hmm. it's like you have, like for me, like I figured if I learned as much as I could, then that's, I could like tackle like every little like piece. So it was like, hey, like if I did photo, like I also did design. Mm. Um, so my photo didn't go to another uh, person who would design an album cover or whatever it is. I would just take that, like yeah. Like, so doing composition work or comps and uh, graphic design, graphics, things like that. Right. Okay. And uh, a lot of it was like you know self promotion as well, like yeah. going out. And I mean, I would knock on doors and say like, hey, I do this, and take any gig that I could get, as long as it stayed in my room. Mm -hmm. And then once it it started booming a little it was like okay like i know where to to take my stuff yeah so like it's like um after you do this for like you know so much so often it's like okay like i did it for lrg i can go to another clothing company and say hey here's my mm -hmm. portfolio this is what i did for lrg oh yeah tomorrow's laundry okay yeah you can do <laughs> ours you know and it's like okay tomorrow's laundry lrg yeah. here you go like, and it was just constantly building up and then going through different, like, clothing companies mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I can do this for the hundreds or, like, whatever streetwear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I just stayed within that circle. Yeah. So once I stayed within that circle, I also figured out, like, what my rate would be. Yeah. And it was like, okay, like, you know, this shoe is going to be X amount of dollars. And then figuring out, like, okay, what's my rent going to be? And then, like, yeah. do I really need to eat steak every night? Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I really need to eat, like, budget it out. six yeah. times a day? Like, no, I can live with, like, you know, two times a day maybe. Like, as long <laughs> as I got a bunch of water, I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm um, but, yeah, a lot of it had to do with budgeting. And then, like, yeah. going, like, freelance, like, taught me a lot. Mm. Um, a lot of, like, just how to save Random money. Random yeah, yeah. I used to buy like shoes every friday <laughs> and then when i when i went freelance it was like dude i can't buy no shoes like, <laughs> um, but yeah i think uh you know um if you're doing what you love you're going to sacrifice like mm -hmm. you know certain things and you know those things come you know material yeah. stuff comes it's just i think if you have the mentality of saying hey like, I want to do this for a living. Okay, what does living mean? Yeah. Actually living, like staying under a roof and then, mm -hmm. you know, eating. So you mentioned how you started kind of dabbling with uh, graphics and doing the graphics so you can get more work and get your name out there. Uh, it says that you, I, I read here that you designed the Straight Outta, Comp Straight Outta Compton movie poster. Yeah. So tell me about that. And the whole process behind that gig. I mean, that's uh, sweet. Man. Um, so the poster, it was crazy because, so I was mentioned through um, someone through LRG. It was like, uh, basically, it's kind of crazy because we have like this disclosure agreement that we can't really talk about. But basically. They won't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> what, how it went was like, okay, there's this project, and it went out to all these different creative directors, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like an invite kind of only, like, like thing. And we all thought we were designing for, like, social media. Yeah. You know, whether it was, like, banners and stuff like that. And then when it was straight out of Compton, we were like, 
like, oh, this is cool. It wasn't like, like from what we knew, it was like, oh, it's like the history of like, you know, NWA. Um, just like, you know, the Tupac movie or, you know, yeah. that came out. Um, so different people did, did different things. And then there was these like guidelines of like what to do, what to use and whatnot. Um, so, so I it was designed, a competition almost. Basically it was, yeah. that's what it was. Um, so I designed three different, uh, poster ideas, uh-huh. but um, they they all looked the same. They just had different, like, some had different fonts. Like, it was, like, a, an old English-style font. Uh-huh. And then the one that I, the other one that I did that went through was the, like, parental advisory I know. style. Um, so that was you? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, you have to realize that, like, when I think about that movie, that's what comes to my head is that logo. It's so brilliant. Yeah, what... What's insane is seeing it like mocked up on different things. It's like straight out of Nashville, you yeah. know what I mean? Straight out of like, and I used to go and take pictures of it and be like, "Where's my check? Where's my check?" <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. You gotta because... just soak it in as a meme. You know, it's become a meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you created. Yeah, a I created. One but yeah, what were you gonna say? Out there, um, but it's just it's crazy because for me it was like it's it's art. And it's just, like, something I love. And then I think about the group, right? And I'm yeah. like, oh, man, I loved NWA. Mm-hmm. I grew up on, like, you know, like, in the 90s, like, listening to this stuff. And I would forget, like, like how how big the poster became. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just crazy, like, because people still go to, like, Universal Studios or whatever, and they see it, like, I don't know, six stories high or something like that. And uh-huh. I still, I'll get photos, like, through Instagram, whatever, like, hey, and I'm like, oh, dang, like, I forget, or, like, I'll walk through Walmart, yeah, or, like, Best Buy, and see the DVDs, yeah, you know, like, I forget, maybe it's because, like, I was kind of used to that, yeah, um, because I did a bunch of editorial, so it was, like, seeing my stuff in magazines and things like that, it wasn't that, like, it was this crazy, like, oh, my God, like, I'm in a magazine, or... I got mm-hmm. a billboard because I've had billboards before, like, yeah. you know, but it's just, I don't know. To me, it's it just, it's just art. Like that's, that's my work, but I'm not like, oh, hey, look what I did or. No, like, yeah, I understand. Know, it's, it's, I know, but like, seriously, you know, just coming from somebody who's with you in the industry, like, congratulations. You know, like you deserve it. That's awesome. The logo is gonna go down in history as like an iconic thing that's pretty cool like to take that to your grave and be like i did that yeah (laughs) no i mean also too it's like you know it it is a play paid well (laughs) (laughs) that's why it was a contest (laughs) um but yeah it's it it was a mock of someone else's art too you know sure it's well i mean parental advisory was I don't know if it's art, but it well, was... Well, I mean, someone designed someone, that. Someone designed right? it, yeah. It was back when the uh, the heavy metal music was coming up and people were having issues with music because it wasn't monitored. You'd buy a, an album for your kid and let him play it and there's like all this dirty stuff in it. Right. So they were, they had to like, we have to do something. So yeah. So that guy, whoever made that, yeah. like in him, the seventies or whatever, like sent him a bunch of pizzas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that guy deserves it. Yeah. Me, he inspired the idea. Yeah. 
you know. Absolutely. And uh, anyways, that's really cool. Did you? Did they give you assets to work with, like the yeah. the shoot of them walking and all that stuff? Yeah. You didn't so no, I didn't shoot any of the photos that were um, used. They just gave you a bunch of assets and said exactly. They're like that's Here. smart on their part to not have to just like rely on one designer that they hire, like to just kind of put it out. Yeah, the crazy part is they also made an app. I don't know if you realized like, at the Compton time. App or no, it was like a, no, it was an app on your phone where you could put straight out of wherever you're from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was like, man, wish I got all that money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just search straight out of Compton meme and like there's so many things straight out of Chimichanga, straight out of Hogwarts. Straight out of District 12, Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Straight, straight. <laughs> a picture of Bruce Wayne straight out of parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's like straight out of money. Like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, congratulations, my friend. Thank on you. On creating a meme and uh, just an icon of a, of a graphic, you know. Um, when I, again, like I said, anybody who's listening to this, when you think of the movie Straight Outta Compton... It's almost the first thing you think of is that yeah. logo. It's just it's perfect. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely so. it's definitely cool because you can, yeah. At the end of the day, like take the picture out and leave that, and it's like, oh, yeah. Like it. Do you feel not... do you feel blessed, lucky, your career when you look at it? I do. Um, like, in the beginning, you know, luck came from, hey, like this is. Uh, how to use a medium format and figure it out Mm -hmm. um and you know getting getting gigs but at some point like i had to tell myself like you know what i deserve this because it's all the work that i put in absolutely you know um some people will say man you're so you're so lucky i don't like the i don't like hearing that because you worked your butt off yeah you you deserve it um but I think I'm lucky to be born in America. I think I'm lucky to live on the West Coast or, in your case, East and West. Like, if you lived in Ohio your whole life, you know, opportunities like this don't happen. Do you think there's a lot of value in if you're a creative who wants to do this style of work to move to L.A., to move to New York? Is there value? Oh, definitely. Go where you feel like you can get work. Yeah. You know, um, see, lucky for me, I'm in San Diego. So I can drive to L.A. and yep. find work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell anybody, like, look, like, if you have a chance to do something, mm-hmm. you know, take that risk and go. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when you're younger. Yeah. You know, when you're younger, it's, it's, it's so much easier to just go out and try it and test the waters and see if you can do it. Yeah. You know, uh, some people are used to, you know, a certain amount of money that they get. Yeah. Uh, some people are used to having... I don't know, benefits, medical benefits. <laughs> um, you don't get that when you work for yourself, man. No, not at all. Let me tell you how many times I checked I like, in at the hospital. I'm, to- I'm right there with you with the money side of things. And I think it just comes down to if you want to do this, if you want to be a creative and, and make a living, there are sacrifices you have to make. And the reward of that is hopefully if you believe in yourself and you're good enough, like one day you will make enough money to be comfortable or whatever. Right. But even if that's not the case, that shouldn't be what drives you really. For us, I started a YouTube channel two years ago 
And I told my wife, I was like, all right, we're going to live on a budget. We're not eating out. We're not doing anything fancy for one year. Will you please just believe in me and be with me on this? You know, I basically cut my my income in half. And she was like, yeah, I'll believe in it. And then it ended up paying off. The channel took off. You know, I moved here to work with Polar Pro to do this podcast. I'm from Nashville. Um, and yeah, like, that's just one little example of that. And for you, it was eating ramen. It was like yeah. taking jobs that don't pay well, but are in line with what you want to do. And then now you're designing memes. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, no, it's, um, no, you're right. I mean, you know, there's a big thing is, is support as well, right? If yeah. you have support, it pushes you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, if you have people that are saying, you know, me, like, do you really want to do this? You know, questioning it, then you start to question yourself. And you're like, yeah, do I really want to do it? I've heard people who live in towns where being a creative isn't really like part of the culture. It can be depressing because you're like, I want to be a stand up comedian. And they're like, what? But then you move to L.A. and then you are around other stand up comedians. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is this is cool. Or same for photography, for film, you know, whatever. If you live in the middle of Kansas, you know, and you want to be a portrait photographer that takes pictures like what you do, people might be like, eh, can you make a living doing that? I don't know. Maybe not there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should no, move. It's, and <laughs> also, I mean, you talk about towns. I mean, you know, my story is, you know, this, my parents, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, my parents got a divorce and then it was like my mom saying, hey you know, are you going to be a nurse or <laughs> join the military, wow. you know? And I'm like, I'm not going to do either, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that was the thing. I think a lot of it had to do with, like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to prove to my mom and show mm. her, like, I can do this, like, yeah. in my life and make a career out of it. Yeah. And a lot of the times the push was, like, off the negative stuff, you know, off, anyone who told me like I couldn't do something like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, let me show you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do it. And, um, and I would Sometimes just that's go. good, right? Yeah. It can if it if you don't get therapy, that can turn into a problem. Right. But I think if it if you use it as motivation, it can be really healthy. No, a little bit of competition for yourself, you know, definitely. So you mentioned video a couple times here and there. Do you dabble in filmmaking and directing and yeah? Stuff like um, that? My my origin actually traces back to video editing. Okay, um, that's how I got into photo. Really? I, yeah, I took a video editing class because a friend of mine asked me to take a class with him. Yeah, and I was like, sure. And you know, kind of the same thing happened. You know, with that teacher, he was like, hey, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take my next class? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And he said, well, you have to take photo 100 because it's mm -hmm. a prerequisite. Okay. And I was like, dude, that's I don't even you... own a camera. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I had to go and, and borrow a camera just to get through photo because I wanted to be a, an editor. Okay. And next thing you know, I was like, oh, my God, this photo thing is freaking amazing. <laughs> so... And I never went to my editing class again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you, I mean... So how do you market yourself as then? Do you call yourself a director and a 
Uh, more so like a like creative director and okay and, and yeah like which includes all those things yeah exactly so it's, it just cuts everything out right um, do you find that it's helpful uh, and it's a good asset to have skills in both video and photo oh for sure and all the cameras that we're shooting on for photos now shoot great video also yeah you know? so you really don't have to have two cameras either no I, you don't even have to have the best camera I mean I, I remember. I was getting in the when I was getting in the video I randomly found like a like a T2i online and nice. was just shooting with that yeah. and a, I don't know a nifty yeah. like you know nifty just 50. yeah I'm a I'm a gearhead uh we don't have to talk too much about this if you don't want to but what kind of cameras are you shooting on right now what are some of the, the what's some of the gear that you're loving right now uh, right now um that I'm loving or that I own <laughs> okay so those are two separate things <laughs> No, yeah, give um, me the things you love and then the things that you're using as workhorses. Okay, well, my workhorse is a, a 5D Mark IV. Okay. Um, that's what I use for a lot From of Canon. my jobs. Uh, I am a Canon guy. I started with Canon, and I might die with Canon. <laughs> <laughs> Their skin tones are great. You'll um, die with them because they're yeah. dying slowly. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But I do I do run Sony um, for video. Um. Uh, it's just a 6300. It's it's not an A9 or anything. So you use the A6300 from Sony for 4K video, and then you got the Canon for your photography, yeah. full frame, beautiful Canon colors. Have you thought about switching to mirrorless, the EOS R? Uh, not really. Yeah. Um, didn't like really DSLRs? have an interest in it. Yeah, DSLRs is like it's it's like my go-to. I mean. At the end of the day, it just feels good in my hands. Yeah. And, you know, with Canon's, you know, EOS, like, system, or, like, just the models, like, you know, the marks, the bodies haven't changed, this, like, a bit, really, yeah. you know? So, like, I know everything blind. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just comfortable with it. You know? Yeah. I, I love it. It's just like talking to an old-school photographer and saying, like, oh, I just love film. Yeah. You know? That's um, what you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... And they edit beautifully. You know how to edit them. Right. All that stuff. And it's... it's I mean, even when I jump... So, I, I mean, I own a couple of different cameras. Like, you know, my first mirrorless camera was the Fuji X-Pro1. Nice. Um, Those that's, Fujis are really pretty. They're amazing. Um, the But the X-Pro1, for me, like, the, the focusing was, like, a little slow. Yeah. But, I mean, that thing in low light is freaking incredible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the images come out great. And just uh, for me in general, like, having, I think, like, when I got mine, that's kind of, like, what brought me back to um, going back to, like, the roots of, like, where I came from uh, in shooting photo. Yeah. Because I used to, sh like, I used to concentrate on just, like, my commercial work. Mm -hmm. And I used to put that out there a lot. I went through like three or four different Instagrams and was like, okay, here's like this person I shot. Here's John Legend. Here's like CeeLo oh, yeah. Green. Here's all the celebrities that I shot. Here's like, you know, whatever ad that I did or here's something for Red Bull. And then at some point I was just like, dude, like I'm over it. Like I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Or like at least show people that like, hey, like, like there's other sides to me. You know what I mean? So can we touch on that a little bit? Because... I've interviewed a lot of Instagram influencers, if you yeah, want to call yeah. them that, on this podcast. And um, 
there's a total strategy with your feed, with your hashtags, oh my gosh, yeah. with like everything needs to be portrait, you know, center frame with leading lines, do better. Like, and when you get to the algorithmic science behind like, okay, I, my goal is to get the, the most followers and the most likes as possible. And that's like a legitimate business if you treat it like a business strategy. But like, how do you view Instagram now? Do you find that, like, do you not want to do that? Do you get annoyed by that when you see it? Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, first of all, like, I mean, first off, I just want to say, like, I mean, you don't look at Nike ads and you don't look at, like, these big, you know, corporate or, like, commercial ads mm -hmm. and say, like, oh, my God, that teal and orange looks great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no one, it's, it's just, that's not it. Yeah, And I feel like, you know, sometimes like, uh, or a lot of the times actually, it's like, like a lot of influencers, like I get what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's a business yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get it. I understand it. Um, me being in this industry for so long, it's like 20 years now, by the way, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause crazy. you said you started in 2000. We're almost at 2020. That's nuts, right. dude. Is it? I mean, huh. I mean, I started when I was seventeen, so I've already been doing it for more than ten years. So, yeah, it's see, nuts. Like, you have yeah. great facial hair. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it, you look good with a hoodie, though. I, don't, <laughs> I look like a weirdo with a hoodie. Um, but yeah, I just, just the influencer thing. It's it's cool, but I mean, like, come on, like, tell the truth, like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, are people really going to be, like, doing what you're doing, you know, at this time? Because I feel like that market's so flooded mm -hmm. that, like, I mean, how many times, like, I can't imagine how many messages you guys get of, like, Polar Pro saying, hey, can you guys send me some stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a travel person. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, I guess, like, at the time, like, maybe, like, at the beginning of, like, like McKinnon's time, like mm -hmm. that was like, okay, like let's hit up and like people and see who would like invest into me mm -hmm. because I am a talented person. Mm -hmm. But I think what it's leading into is that like the work isn't being put in anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like let's just color grade everything to look the same. Yeah. And do what? I mean, it, it's, it's just like, uh, I want to say like, uh, like Instagram models. Yeah. Right. It's like, you're an IG model, but what are you really doing? Like, yeah. you want to be a Kardashian or whatever, but you're not getting paid. You're just taking a bunch of selfies. Yeah. Now you're hiring or you're paying other people to take professional photos of you to look like you're living this lavish life. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. You know what I mean? And it's like these photographers that are getting into this game where it's like, hey, like, this is what I do. And, like, I'm staying with my color palette, like you know, teal and orange all day, you know, like, yeah, no, what's crazy. Like you're, that? you're yeah. restricting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a person who wants to do this for a living or who wants to like, has a, have a long career of yeah, 30 years or just be like constantly learning. Because for me, like, even though I am a professional, I'm still learning. Yeah. Like I learn every day, like new things. And I feel like when you do this whole, like, Oh, stick to this color palette. Stick to like, oh, I'm just gonna like 
shoot sunsets like mm-hmm. all day. Four by five only. Yeah. Or I mean, film only, black and white only. <laughs> like, yeah. you're restricting yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like, like, if you're going to restrict yourself, stay within the realm of like, okay, like somewhere um, you can advance from. Mm-hmm. Because that's like with me and like people, like I've always shot photos of people, right? So it's like, how many different ways can I shoot them though? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go out and shoot like landscapes and stuff like that because that's not my thing. I love it. I love looking at them. But Mm -hmm. when I I take a photo of like a sunset, it looks like a person's missing. It looks like (laughs) an empty background. Yeah. And when people say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, no, like, can you just stay in my photo to take a photo, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Just to take a picture and make it look yeah. how it looks like, you know, how I would take it. But, I mean, to go back on, like, the whole, like, social media thing, like, I went through this whole phase of, like, trying to figure out, like, the balance of, like, okay, like, what am I going to put out there that's, like, it's more so, like, okay, like, I'm just going to do this and then share people, like, share photos that I love taking mm-hmm. regardless of like what like it does to my grid. Yeah. Because if I have to wake up or like go to my phone and be like, Oh, I don't want to post this picture cause it doesn't look good next to this photo. Like yeah. Who that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like that's too much thinking. Like I, I also, just want to like, take a I don't, post it. I don't really get the whole grid idea too. Cause like most of the time, especially people who already follow you, when they see a photo posted on their feed, like it's in between other people's photos. Right. You're it's scrolling. Like, you, you you're know, just you're, scrolling. It's yeah. not like you're seeing one after another. Exactly. But I mean, I Anyways. get it as like, you know, maybe branding. Yeah. Um, but that's when it comes to like, it's all made up. Nobody knows. There's no rules to this, you know? Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's preference. And it's almost like, okay, like how, how do you present yourself? And yeah, I think, like, you know, when it comes to companies, like, it makes sense mm-hmm. uh, because there are, like, marketing strategies that, that you should do. And then, like, no one wants to see some off-the-wall, you know, crazy, like... So you can argue that some of these personal brands, these people who are Instagrammers, they are a company. Their face and their that person being a model or whatever, right? Yeah, but it's it's weird because, I mean, I don't want to, like, call anybody out, but, like, people have have certain accounts where it's like, hey, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a travel yeah. blogger, or I do this, mm-hmm. but it's a bunch of selfies with your yeah. shirt off, like on <laughs> vacation. I heard uh, when I interviewed Chris Burkhard, he he said there's three types of people on Instagram. There's photographers who are just doing photos that they like and are creative. There's influencers who are selling products. Sure. And then there's models. So, like... Sometimes people call themselves a photographer, but they're really a model, or they call themselves a photographer and they're really just an influencer selling products. So you know, I think if you're if you are a photographer, you should. It's a good place to show your work to have a portfolio of the things you're doing, but maybe not rely so heavily on the hashtags and the feed and all right. that. I think like if you're if you're gonna be like restricted from. Or just, like, even going through a tough time of saying, like, oh, like, which what should I post next? Oh, my God, it's Wednesday. I got to post yeah. this certain thing. It's, like, I mean, forget about it. Like, it, yeah. you know, you're always, are you always going to be like that? It's, like, 
Yeah. Is someone going to call you and say, like, hey, we want you to do this job, and you're going to say, no, I can't oh, do that. I can't do it. Cause it's not it's teal on, and orange. Yeah, it's it's on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think temporary restrictiveness yeah. can be helpful and educational. I know for me, uh, there were times where I'd go into a shoot and I'd say, okay, today I'm going to focus on getting everything in camera as best as possible, and I'm not going to shoot flat. I'm going to actually bake in the color and dial in my white balance shift and my white balance. See, but that's that's a good like way of you like making yourself better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm already good, so I'm just going to make good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah, yeah. you like exploring and like, hey, like, I'm going to try these things. And that's why, like I say, like, like, yeah, like put in the, like put in the work. Yeah. You know, like put in the work. I've heard like, you know, young, like a younger generation say like, oh my God, like, I don't know, like if I can do this, it's not fair because like all like the veteran photographers are, have all the jobs. No, we don't. (laughs) There's enough jobs for everyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I get chose over somebody else but it's because of like you've done this for 20 years <laughs> right and you that'll know. happen to you young padawan when you get my age <laughs> exactly i mean i have you know three friends like in my area mm-hmm. that are professionals right and we've all worked for the same companies at mm-hmm. different times yeah so there's enough work for everyone yeah you know what i mean and it's like stop thinking about stop thinking about the work stop thinking about the likes yeah like think about how like you can make yourself better and be willing to kind of eat dirt for a while and pay your bills but then at the same time do passion projects things for free or even spend money on things to have a portfolio right yeah no i and it's the same thing like i'll tell my students the same thing and it's like you know they'll come to me and say hey you know i'm i'm gonna shoot this uh wedding or i'm gonna shoot you know a baby shower or yeah. You know, whatever it is, like, how much should I charge? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like, don't think about the money. Like, yeah. take the experience and go and, like, you know, yeah. learn, like, just mm-hmm. kill it. You but know charge what I mean? $300. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, you know, and I tell them, I was like, look, you can charge if you want to. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hold you back from that. But once you put a dollar amount on there, there's an expectation. Mm-hmm. No matter if it's a $25 gig or a $1,500 gig. Yeah. They're going to look at your pictures and be like, is this really worth 25 bucks? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To where, like, if you did it for free, they'd be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll share yeah. it and tell all their exactly. friends. And, yeah. So, like, there's going to be this expectation. And then it's, you know, it could potentially, like, eat you up and be like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me if things go south. Yeah. You know? So it's like, just take it. Like, just do it. Do it because you love it. Yeah. Don't, do, don't ever do things for the money. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, like we do have to eat and, and things come up. But if you're going to go and do it for the money, do it because it's something you love doing. Like, yeah. don't just go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to go shoot a bar mitzvah today. <laughs> but yeah. I shoot sunsets all the time. Like, that's what I do. Like, no, nah, like, yeah, don't. It's just going <laughs> to kill whatever, you know, creative, like. Yeah, I've actually told people sometimes where it's like, I really want to do this, but I'm not getting hired to do it. And when I when I shoot weddings all day, I get so burnt out. I don't want to do what I actually want to do. It's almost like it'd be better for you to maybe Uber on the side or 
work at McDonald's. <laughs> like literally no. just work a boring, like easy job during the day to pay your bills. And then that frees up your mind to like, while you're at work doing the mindless work, you can be thinking about what you're going to do. Exert all your creative energy on what you actually want to do. Shooting a wedding, you're on your feet for 12 hours sometimes. Like, yeah. And it, I used to say like wedding hangover is always the next day after shooting a wedding because you're physically just so exhausted because you're using creative mental power and physical all oh, day long, you know? For sure. And yeah. And so like the next day it's like, I do not want to edit. I don't want to do anything. I just want to like do nothing. It helps that it's on a Sunday and you can just chill on a Sunday, but uh, yeah, I, oh my God, my, yeah. How I, many weddings have you shot? I probably shot, I said like 15, 16 Okay, it's weddings. not too bad. I shot 300. Uh, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> I just, uh, I, I fell into it. It was, you know, when I was 17. That was Is that your I, thing though? It was. I stopped, you know, two years ago. Why did you stop? Because I was exhausted. I was tired of it. See, I think I, um. I got bored of it, to be completely honest. Creatively, I got very bored with shooting weddings. Okay, so we'll turn this around, and let me ask you this one question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I did video, by the way, not photo. Wedding (laughs) videography. How good did you feel when somebody came up to you and said, hey, will you do my wedding, and you told them no? I felt pretty good, yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I felt really excited about it. Yeah, when you can get to that point and be like, no. no. Actually, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually had a friend yeah. who I was working with who I said that. I was like, no, I don't hire him anymore. Uh, and he told me, he's like, dude, you can't burn bridges like that because then you don't get any work. I was like, well, the way I look at it is if I burn that bridge, like I got to work harder to do what I want to do. Not having a backup plan is sometimes a good thing. Right. And I mean, I don't even see it as like burning a bridge. It's, it's literally defining who you are as a creative. Yeah. Right? Because if, you, if you're if you doing something and in the back of your mind you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, like, I got to get up on Saturday and <laughs> freaking, you know. I have PTSD every time I go to, like, a chapel or something. I'm right. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, am I shooting a wedding right yeah. now? Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. I even hate <laughs> going. I even hate going to weddings now, like, to friends' weddings. I mean, well, if it's a friend, I have fun. But, like, it just feels like I'm supposed to be working when I'm there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I can't do it. I mean, it was the same thing for me. I did weddings. I remember at one point, it was, like, I remember the first time I got, like, I think it was, like, 1500 easy. And I was, like, yeah. oh, really? Like, and yeah. then I started, you know, buying equipment and investing in myself. And then, like. I don't know. For some reason, they just kept coming. Yeah, that's what happens. And I was one like, of the Wait. one of the groomsmen or the bridesmaid, like they right. get married, or in they're yeah. like, "Hey, who did you have at your wedding? Oh, so and so. Okay, cool. I hired them." Yeah. Or like my parents are getting remarried. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I mean? it's like yeah. what the. Um, it's a good way to make a living. I think it's a great way to learn. Uh, you have to be fast. You have to be good. No, definitely. So I learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, and I think that like, for me, like anyone that comes up to me and says like, "Hey, like." Will you share a wedding or do you mm-hmm. do weddings? And, you know, when I say no, it's because, one, it's not my thing and it's not it's not what I do. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, giving it to the people who love doing that. Yeah. Because there are people who love doing are, those yeah. things. And Lots why am I going to take a job just for the number? 
Yeah. When it could be given to somebody else, when they can like create this beautiful like. Mm-hmm. They're more passionate about it. Yeah. To me, where it's just like, all right, can we get this day over with already? Like, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Like, you know, like, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're looking out for yourself. You're also looking out for other people that are yeah. creators, you know? Yeah. So, do you watch YouTube at all? Like, do you follow any YouTubers and stuff like that? I do. Who are uh, some of your favorites? My favorites? Yeah. Any photography, your filmmaking YouTubers? Um, McKinnon is somebody that I followed uh, from the beginning. Do you still follow him? Not as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, personally, I, I feel like his, his content changed a little. Yeah. Um, at least, and it's either, it could be because a million, a billion people love him. Yeah. And I was like one of the few hundred who used to love him. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, maybe you're taking my guy away or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I think he's strategically marketing his videos more for the beginner. Right. So it's harder for us no, to No, it's, it's it. great. And I, I think like, you know, I do pick and choose like which videos I, I, I want to watch of his. Yeah. Um, you know, he just, uh, he did a video on that Osmo action action and i was like i love it and i watched a bunch of osmo action videos and did you watch mine was more pure you have one i have three (laughs) dude did i i have a youtube channel called kino tika oh you know what i did watch yours am i i i did a comparison with the gopro and i didn't have the stabilization turned on <laughs> I got help for it. Uh yeah. So I reshot everything uh and we actually posted a really good review today with everything with stabilization and all that, you know. So. All right. So since I have the guy in front of me, do you love it? I don't love it. No. It's better than a GoPro, but only marginally. I don't think I don't if you own a GoPro, there's no reason to sell your GoPro and buy this. If you don't own a GoPro, then buy this. It's better. But like if you're if you're starting fresh, then yeah, I get it. It's fifty dollars cheaper and it's better, so it's a no brainer. But if you have a GoPro, like, you, there's no reason to take an L for selling your GoPro and then buying this, right? Um, but yeah, I, the screen on the front, like as soon as you have that, I think it's kind of like you can't go back to not having it. So GoPro is going to have to add yeah. a screen to their GoPro. So so did you fall into the uh, the uh... Here is the uh, Osmo Action versus the GoPro Hero Whack. Was that? That you? was me. <laughs> that was me. Yes, I knew it. Did you comment on it? Huh? No. Okay, good. But I commented. I'm like, nervous. Verbally to other people, like, "Yo, this guy said GoPro Whack." Yeah, I was just making <laughs> a GoPro Hero Whack. Yeah, I. I'm a little. I'm a little embarrassed that you saw that video because, like, I. I seriously. Maybe we can talk about this. I actually got depressed uh, two days ago. So I stayed up all night. I shot that the night before it was released because I was gi- I was given a broken unit from DJI. Uh, well, it, it wasn't broken when we originally received it, but we broke it. Um, so they had to resend me another Osmo Action. Uh, Mother's Day happened. I have a wife and we have a uh-huh. one-year-old. So we kind of dedicated the whole weekend to like celebration. I took the weekend off. And then my shooter editor, Connor, who's behind the computer right now, he was out of town. So I was on my own. 
And I was like, crap, this the embargo's lifting tomorrow. Me and a million other YouTubers are going to post videos. I have to do it. You know, this is my job. So I just ran around at Laguna with both cameras just by myself. I just shot it in an hour. I edited it, and I was like, crap, I didn't have the stabilization turned on. And I was so, I was like, you know what? You can still see the image. It's fine. Like, mm. people might say you're stupid, but whatever. But, like, everybody disliked the video. Half the comments were, you're a freaking idiot, you know. And it was really personal. And I stayed up, and I made two videos that night. Uh, the next one went live the next day. And uh, I kind of was sleep deprived. And all the hate that I got on the yeah. internet like really affected me personally. It was the first time in my life where I had such a negative response to a video I've made. And I don't know, like my wife was like really scared for me and everything. Like I felt like crying. Like it was really weird. I think, um, like I'm a, I used to be an addict and I've oh. gone through like 12 step and all that stuff. Yeah. I've come out of it, but I feel like almost in a way, social media can be an addiction for people. And like when, when I'm, almost relying on the um, praise of men on the internet to like fulfill me. And then when that doesn't happen, like you go and I went into this deep depression, not deep, but like m deep for me, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. Most of the time uh, I called some of my YouTuber friends. They really like talked me up. You know, they told me, dude, you're awesome. Don't worry about it. It's all good. It's just another video. I was like, should I delete it? They're like, no, nah, you know, just, put a comment and pin it and say, I'm sorry. And then like, you know, so that's what I did. And then I followed it up with like, today we posted a really good, like I stand behind it yeah. video, you know, me and Connor and uh, Joseph over there went downtown Laguna and just did stabilization tests with the stabilization turned on. And, you know, I can kind of learn from that. But the fact that you saw that that's video, so I'm a little embarrassed. Cause like it was a bad video, but see, that's the thing. It's like, it, that's why I try to tell people, like, when you do something, like, do it for you. And if you make the mistake, then, like, learn from it, right? Yeah. But it's like, okay, like, you're going to get all these comments from people that you don't know. Yeah. Who you know cares? What I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, who matters? Your wife? Yeah. Your kid? Yeah. You Doesn't know what matter. I mean? People who love you, people who know you, your friends? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all these people that, like, you went to and that are, like, bringing you up, like, those are the people that matter. Yeah, you're right. And I learned from There's it, too. You know, from now on, I'm not going to let... I'm not going to let the fact that I, like, okay, I know I'll get twice as many views if I post this tomorrow. I'm not going to let that, like, drive me. If I'm going to be late on a video because I made a mistake that I can't really stand behind, like, you know what? I'll just suck it up and I'll deal with it and I'll make it right, you know, next right. time. Yeah, so. and... Also, too, at the end of the day, dude, you're human. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, how many times have, like, if you really think about it, like, how many times have, like, YouTubers, and I'm just saying in general, mm -hmm. that have, like, done videos over and over and over to make it perfect? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> to make it, like... Is it really know, worth an, it to do An Oscar-winning... <laughs> montage like it can create burnout once you start yeah. doing that in fact um peter mckinnon had a burnout and that's why his content oh, he took a break that's why his content kind of has changed it's it's more uh sustainable now what he's doing and casey neistat you know he was doing the daily vlogs and he had to stop i think a lot of the people who were doing daily have now stopped because it's just mentally like not good for it's you. it's exhausting it's it's 
I mean, I went a whole year of trying to vlog. Right? Really? Yeah, I, 2018. I was like, I'm going to vlog. And Every day? Yeah. Oh, shit. No, and it didn't happen. But yeah. I made 16 videos. Yeah. Um, but, like, I would constantly, like, be like, what's next like what do i do? i mean what it, do you talk about you know yeah it helped me in a way to where like at least like my videos was like okay like i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do this i'm gonna show like hey like this is what i do or like this is where i go but it was always like i felt like it was almost like i'm trying to force myself like too yeah. much mm -hmm. to like create content yeah to where it's like why, why am I pushing so hard? Like, yeah. and, and then I'm taking the love at it because I'm getting home. I'm like exhausted or like <laughs> I'm getting home. I'm exhausted. And I'm thinking about the next video I'm going to make. Yep. And like, you can't even get sleep. No, you know, like <laughs> this is a, it's a weird time, isn't it? Like with the internet. Cause if you look at art in the past, you've never really been motivated by daily creation. Really. It's always been like, you know, an artist would make one record a year, if that. You know, they spend all year writing it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a different time. I mean, you... I mean, it just goes into, like... You know, if you think about music, right? Mm -hmm. um, how hard it was to make music back then, right? And then how easy it is to make music now. Like, yeah. anyone can be an artist. Anyone can be a SoundCloud yeah. artist. Yeah. Um, And then, like... For me, like, I grew up on hip-hop. Like, I mm -hmm. love hip-hop. Like, 90s hip-hop, Wu-Tang, like, that's so, me all day. So that straight out Compton gig was, it really was a dream yeah. come true, wasn't it? I don't know. Music nowadays just doesn't have that, it doesn't have yeah. that soul. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's because of, like, how easy it is to... It's becoming diluted a little bit. Yeah. It's the same thing. With, same you know, for video, for photo, all exactly. that. Yeah. It's like... How long did was a stretch of like street photography, mm -hmm. and like the street photography was like, okay, so you're telling me like buildings with a, an airplane in the middle of it, like that's street and urban, like, yeah. Stop photoshopping planes in your in your photos. <laughs> um, and for me, it was like you know you know the the humans in New York style where it's like hey like like have a conversation with somebody figure mm -hmm. out where they're from and then get a like a really good portrait of them and what represents you know who they are as a person yeah um but yeah nowadays it's just like hey like if i have you know 700 bucks or 800 bucks like let me go get a camera and then yeah. i'm a photographer you know back in the day it was like it was like as soon as like somebody made a business card it was like i'm a professional <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like really so one, now it's like as soon as you make an instagram it's like i'm a professional yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends uh, uh older mentor of mine back home he was a wedding photographer back in you know 70s 80s you know he's retired now but um and he shot on film and like the way that he would do business is he would memorize the entire wedding party's names so by the end oh. of the night he'd be like Susie, can you take a step down here? Rick, can you move down here? Uh, Phil, can you take a little step to the left? Like, he would know That's everybody's amazing. name. And that was his thing. Like, at the end of the night, literally everybody was so impressed. They're like, dude, who... You know, because they couldn't see his photos for a right. long time because he had to develop it, he had to print it, you know, send him an album, all that stuff. And he said it was the best way to do business w was to 
impress people with that skill. And he honed it over several years, and he got so good that he, every single wedding we would go to, he would remember them. And he'd even see them years later and remember their names and stuff. It's kind of superhuman, really. Oh, my gosh. But he said that was the best way, that was his business card, was he's the photographer that remembered, yeah. that remembered everybody's names, you know? That's that's it's good because like someone like him like that just shows like you know he pays attention to detail mm-hmm. that he like recognizes everyone like it for me it's it, it's nothing more know. human than knowing somebody's name calling right. them by name I mean like you know there was one artist that I talked to right and he said you know how do you deal with like fans that come up to you and say like oh my god like you know hey you know I like, can you sign this for me? You know, like, oh, you helped me through a tough time and blah, blah, blah. And they're just throwing all this stuff at you. It's very personal. Yeah. You know, like, how do you deal with that stuff? And he was like, well, first off, like, what I like to do is, like, I like to put my hand on their shoulder and say, hey, what's your name? And he says, once he does that, it humanizes that person. And then they calm down. And then it's not like, oh, he's this celebrity. He's just like me. Yeah, that's cool. Right? And so, you know, Things like that, I think, like, people love, they relate to. Yeah. Um, we all love every, you know, celebrity that we feel like we can be their friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we can hang out with them, mm-hmm. you know, because I think through social media, when you see things like that that are very organic, yeah, it means something. All right, so let's wrap this thing up with uh, just, you've kind of touched on this before, but I kind of want to get it in this nutshell okay what what is for somebody who wants to be future you uh future l like what somebody who wants to be doing what you're doing what's the beginning process of that what do you tell your students uh just give it to me in a nutshell how to start being a portrait photographer um one i say just like i said earlier was like just be cool Mm -hmm. um the people that you meet like you know like let that relationship build don't go into something asking for something, right? I didn't go to LRG asking for free clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I went in there because I was genuinely interested in their stuff. Yeah. So in time, we built a relationship, and they were like, hey, what do you do? And then that's how I get the gigs. Yeah. Um, and also, too, like, really figure out, like, okay, like, what do you really want to do? And mm-hmm. in a sense, like, I know I, I, I've said, like, you know, the money, the money just comes, right? But at some point, you have to really think about, like, okay, like, if I'm just shooting, like, landscapes and, like, flowers and, like, like I don't know, macro stuff, like, is that what's going to get you paid at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, are you are you going to be a curated artist and, like, be able to sell prints? Yeah. Or... Maybe Nat Geo is, like, your only option at that point, right? Right. And I mean, like, and everyone knows Nat Geo photographers don't get paid a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, at least for me, like, I I would have been like a war photographer. I would have gone out there and, you know, on the front lines and and documented that. Uh, And they don't get paid nothing, Mm -hmm. you know. But, you know, figure out, like, okay, what is it that, like, you want to do? And then, like, really, like, like, put it down and say, like, okay, Am I just a hobbyist or am I going to go the commercial route and try to do this as a career? Um, If you want to do it for a career, then it's like, okay, 
figure out like like that route okay like are you going to go into fashion are you going to go into editorial and just like keep learning hit up other like professional photographers and you know be their assistant Mm -hmm. like if you get paid nothing then so be it you know if you have to carry lights all day or you know hold a reflector yeah like do it and learn from it because that stuff teaches you and don't be afraid to like take risk you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. because i feel like that will determine if you're really built for this or not Mm. you know um if you go out there and and just go like 110 percent and work put the work in Mm -hmm. and not and just not like think of like the likes the views and, and things like that like yeah it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, like, I mean, not all those can be influencers and not all those likes are going to, like, send me a check. Yeah. You know? Most <laughs> like, of them don't. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, if you want to get into this, like, do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for the money. The money will come. Mm-hmm. It'll, uh, I guarantee you it'll just pop up at your door. Mm-hmm. And then once it does, and you like it, then figure out how you can start generating that. And then the way to do it is honestly to just build relationships with other people. Yeah. And stay around. Like, I'm a firm believer of, like, you are who you surround yourself with. So Mm -hmm. if I surround myself with a bunch of creatives, one, I'm going to be a creative person. Two, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. because I know these people do. Yeah, you know, I could have probably chose to like hang out with a bunch of millionaires, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But hey, this is the circle that I stuck with, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, if you stick with that circle, you'll be introduced to other mm-hmm. things, and just go for it. If that door opens, walk through it. Yeah, you know, be confident. You know, um, if you're that talented and you feel like you're that good, and this is what you want, then you're gonna take that jump. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to take that leap. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with me. It's like, I didn't know gear. Yeah. You know, I didn't, well, I knew 35. That was it. Yeah. And it was like, all I knew is that I love doing this and this is all I want to do. Mm-hmm. So if I take the opportunity, it'll show me if I'm going to be built for this. Yeah. If I don't take the opportunity, who knows when am I going to get it again? Yeah. It could be given to somebody else and then who knows where I'm going to be at. And, you know, I probably wouldn't be here, you know, with you guys, you know, sharing my story, like, or doing some crazy meme that pops up on everyone's (laughs) bumper car. Straight out of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I think, yeah, people should always do what they love and, and it doesn't matter if, if it's just for a hobby or, or, a career like it it should be because you love doing it yeah you know you can get more enjoy uh per you f- you, i feel like you get more fulfillment and purpose when you're doing what you feel you know you want to be doing not something else even if you're making less money right and i mean like i could sit here and say like oh i love photography and i love what i do um but also like you know like love like that like that niche that like you're gonna be in you know like Mm -hmm. because i mean like i said like uh, we both have done wedding photos Mm -hmm. like wedding photography it's still in the category of photography but 
we ain't love it that much for yeah. us to be able to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. to be, you know, doing it anymore. Um, so it's like, you know, one, yeah, like just there's a path. Just go down the path. Yeah. And like it'll be fine. Like don't don't get in your own way. Yeah. You know, like if you want to believe like, hey, this is God's plan or this is mm-hmm. like your path and the universe wants to push you this way, just follow it. Yeah. Go with it. And then don't force anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, once you start forcing stuff, you're going to start putting stress on yourself. And you're like, yeah. uh, when am I going to get a gig? Why isn't people paying me? You're going to think of all these negative things when there's, like, a bunch of positive things you could be doing. Like, I don't know. Like, how do I, you know, take great photos in low light? Yeah. yeah. Is, there, um, is there anybody that, like, you wish you could collaborate with that you haven't worked with before? Somebody that you would love to, oh. maybe dead or alive, somebody that you really look up to as a photographer. As a photographer? Or just oh. in general. Well, If there's a musician that I you would, love. Well, <laughs> man, that list is long. But uh, <laughs> photography-wise, I mean, I would love to, to work with Boogie one day. Mm-hmm. He's just amazing. Like His work is just great to me. I've heard of him. Boogie? Yeah, I think He's so. Like, a legendary uh, street photographer. Street. Do you like street photography? You kind of threw some shade at the the uh, the people that Photoshop airplanes in their footage. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's an art to it for sure. I mean, well, my street is is like <laughs> the environment you grew up around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's intense, and he shoots all film on a Leica. Yeah. With a 35 Sumicron and a flash. The insane part is, like, he gets hired by Nike. And he does, like, insane work for Nike in his style. Is this him right there? Yep, that's him. Wow, yeah. Um, okay, so you you is he... Where's he at? Is he in New York? Yeah, he's in New York. Yeah. There's a chance you could work with him. Just, yeah, he's definitely a, a veteran. I mean, I would 50, just love to... 50 years old. Just to follow him one day and just to... Yeah. You know, see what he, like how he does things. Because yeah. can learn so much by just yeah. literally sitting there and seeing people work. Yeah, like he's great. Uh, Platon is great. I think a lot of like uh, the the photographers that that I mentioned, like are, like I'm inspired by. Like if you look mm-hmm. at my work, it's like, it's like okay, if you look at my commercial like studio stuff, like maybe you see like a bit of Platon in there. If you see my lifestyle or like street like you'll see boogie in mm-hmm. there you know it's because it's just like i love those guys work so much that like yeah that's kind of like what i did and it was like that was around me mm-hmm. so like looking at boogie's work and was like oh my god like you know i don't know crackheads and drug dealers <laughs> and gangs and yeah that's in my neighborhood let yeah. me go over th- i mean probably not a smart idea but like yeah. let me go and try and create some work and you know, looking at Platon's work, it's the same thing. He's a he's a storyteller, you know, mm-hmm. like it's the craziest thing is to be able to shoot one person in front of a like a white background and have it impact you so much to be like like Jesus, like this is a photographer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's black and white, it's not teal and orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like uh I would love to to follow those guys or just or work with them one day yeah um 
I mean, other than that, it's just... Any musicians that you love? Musicians? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar would be dope. Yeah. Uh, you could probably line up a shoot with him, I'm sure. Yeah. No, that, that would be great. Uh, um, what I, do you like about him? About Kendrick? Yeah. He's real. Yeah. You know, he's 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 from L.A., and he's a true poet. He's 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 yeah. a true writer. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. I don't know. He's like a Bob Dylan rapper. Yeah. <laughs> I I understand everything that he says. Yeah. He doesn't mumble. He's <laughs> <laughs> he created like a a new sound too. You know. He's just he's just great as a musician. Like a, as a musician, like he's just great. Mm-hmm. You know he he doesn't do it for. You know, oh, this is hot right now. Yeah. And then to see him, you know, do his thing and do all, like, the outreach that he does. Like, it's insane. I love his, um, I don't know how much of his music videos are from him doing the direction or or whatnot, but, like, he's had some of the most amazing, influential oh, music videos. for sure. Yeah, him and uh, ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever's uh, editing his stuff, like. Yeah. Insane. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, and those are the things that I look at. It's like uh, when you when you jump into like doing video or doing photo. Um, that's the thing. It's like when you watch these videos, and you're like blown away by it. Yeah. It's 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 because it's good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's talent behind it. There's thought behind it. It's not, hey, like grab a camera and let's throw a preset like transition on it and, yeah and a whoosh sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it, it's really it's it's well thought out and there's work that that's the thing that it's it, that's most important it's like we watch these things and it's like dude there's work put into these things you can like, feel it yeah you know these things don't happen you know in a couple hours like yeah there's there's work you know and people shouldn't be afraid to to put in that work yeah. And shouldn't be like afraid to just say, "Hey, like I'm just gonna keep doing my thing and be patient. And if it comes, it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll come when it's supposed to." Yeah. I mean that that that's what I kind of realized with me. It's like uh, you know when I when I started working with Z Trip, I think about it and like maybe I could have gotten this job, you know, a year ago, two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have been ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I I think about, like, my last two years, and I'm like, dude, like, I went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, whether it's, like, you know, depression or, like, just, like, finding myself or, and, and did, like, trying to find myself through photo. Yeah. And tell stories and stuff like that. It's like, dude, I wouldn't have been ready if I did this, like, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he would have been like, dude, like, leave now. Like, mm-hmm. Or he wouldn't even want to see my, my, my body of work because everything that I created prior to meeting him, mm-hmm. it's, like, heavy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I've done a lot. Like, I, yeah. I constantly shoot, and I shoot for myself. Yeah. At the end of the day. And that's what I think is important. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, make, make the stuff that you're doing for yourself, not for anybody else. Yeah, no, definitely. Although sometimes you got to shoot a wedding. Yeah. For somebody else. <laughs> hey, if you need a new lens, it's easy, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I need to make 1500 bucks this weekend. 
I'm Don't. telling you. Dude. It's a good money maker. Hey, no lie. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with It's Just Elf. If you're interested in seeing some of his amazing work, then go to www.itsjustl.com and you can see him and follow him on Instagram and all the different places that he's at. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then please consider giving a review in the iTunes Apple Podcast Store. We at Polar Pro are really just trying to equip all of you listeners with inspiring messages, inspiring words, things that you can learn from, things that you can grow from. And I've really enjoyed being the host of this show. So thanks again for listening to this podcast and for subscribing to it. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast. See you next week.